Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I am Stacey June. And I am Christy Mercer. It's been a long day and I would want to know if you're interested in a nut. I would love a bit of nuts. I'm a hungry girl. I would love to nibble on your nuts. <laughs> now, fill yourself up with three almonds. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Knock yourself out. Here's dessert. Oh, do you know what I've been doing lately? been having roasted almonds and pretending that I don't know that they're not as nutritionally valuable as dry as like the fucking natural ones if you're stressing over a roasted almond versus a normal almond you've you're no well there's no nutritional value that much i don't think there's much nutrition in roasted almonds v dry i don't know if there's that much nutritional value in normal almonds yes there is they're like the number one fucking protein snack to have they're such a good fat no they are they are boring i know it's boring (laughs) why do you think i've been buying the roasted salted ones and being like Oops, I didn't realise they were roasted. <laughs> Taking we, them home and loving them. We are hectically delirious. It is the end of the year. It's just so much going on. But we're very excited that we're still churning out these kinds Fuck. of interviews for you. Because, we just go, don't yeah. we? We just go. The end is near. You know, we could have probably given up a fair few weeks ago and just gone, <laughs> see ya. We've got cool shit on the way. We're trying to plan a live show. Yeah. Look, catches, you know, yeah. but here we fucking are, the idiots that oh, we yeah. are, no, because we love it. Idiots, idiots. But we are also idiots. Yes. Um, somebody that uh, has been suggested a couple of times to us mm-hmm. when we've done mad shout outs to you, our posse over socials and said, look, we've gone through the bank of people that we wanted to speak to. We've had some mm-hmm. fucking fantastic guests on. This year's been a big Hasn't year for it us. been a bloody banger? Mm-hmm. We've really been... Uh, people have stepped up. Kudos to, I think... The brand, obviously, from the radio show, but I think people really have stood up and started to realise that podcasting and this different way of conversation is incredibly important and powerful. You guys that listen obviously aid that because there is an audience and a knowledge around what a podcast actually is. Therefore, managers and celebs and mm. other interesting people go, hey, mm. there are actually people listening to this. It's not some random niche thing, which is what we totally came up against for the last you know, six, Many seven years. years of doing it. What I didn't think we would really focus on or speak to was somebody that has essentially been made incredibly famous from their famous father. Mm. And, you know, I really don't want to give any... Um, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to take away from Christian's success and the kind of person he is because I, I would I would classify him as a loose friend. Every time we see him out, we have such a divine time with him, and he's such a stunning human that we were so excited to talk to him about many other things other than the fact that he has a famous dad. But a lot of people will know Christian Wilkins from his 
from him having a famous dad, Dickie Wilkins. And you know what? That is a thing that I really liked about um, Christian or Prince as people call him and he delves into why his nickname is Prince, which yes. is so cute. Yeah. But I, I like that he um, wasn't uh, ashamed, not ashamed, but like um, was quite open around talking around his relationship with his dad, how it's changed his childhood, his upbringing. It was very different to you and I going into work with dad that was an electrician mm. or a salesman mm. or, you know, like a teacher like a lot of us. Um, I, I, you know, I think you get that with, you know, child stars or, you know, kids of, you know, your parents that have some kind of status that they kind of want to talk about anything but Oh, I don't want to talk about him or I want to, you want to separate so far yeah. that he was quite open around the fact that, nah, dad's got an interesting kind of job and it's made my life growing up quite interesting and here's why. It's yeah. come with good but it's also come with a fair bit of bad and challenge and just difference too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I really got that sense from him that he was very proud of where he came from. He'd learned a lot and also he's in this place where he's navigating what his version of the entertainment industry is, what he wants to do for himself but yet has totally um, continue to be grateful for the opportunities that his dad's path has opened up for him. He I, seems pretty grounded yeah. though. Like for, and he goes, look, I've got X amount of people's names, numbers, producers, but he goes, and that's something I think that seems to have been instilled in him, not just from um, his dad, but also his mum yeah. a lot, where yeah. she wanted to normalise his upbringing, sense of work ethic, knowing what he wants to do as opposed to we just should, being shoved in front of we, camera. We should get to the chat, right? Yes, yeah, because yeah. we've spoken a lot about how it was very good. On behalf of yeah. him also. So yeah. just let him do the talking. Yeah, Christian, thought. over to you. Christian Wilkins, welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. Thank you so much. I feel so honoured to be here. I feel like you've got a million names. So I, when I went to say your name, I was like, I just had a moment where I'm like, whatever. What are Prince you... Christian Dickhead? Like, where did Dickhead? <laughs> where, where did Prince come yeah. from? Um. So basically, I used to look like Prince George when I was a baby. Oh. And my mum used to call me her Prince Charming because I was obsessed with Disney characters. And, like, it was just... Uh, Disney was, from like, my very, biggest obsession. From very yeah. young? From very, very yeah. young. Was there one and, in like, particular that you frothed? I always liked Eric. Like, crush-wise, I always liked Eric. I always from Little his, Mermaid? From oh, Little Mermaid. Hot. He looks like he has and a then big also the beast. Yeah. Oh, my God. can so relate to that. I saw yeah. this blog the other day that was, like, when you're weirdly attracted to, like, non-human characters. Mm. Simba? The, the be- yeah, the be- do you know no, what was one for me? Childlike. Do you know this is sick? But like, uh, as a little girl on bananas in pajamas, um, the male uh, Teddy. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say plushie, like B one. I was like, no. I suppose like no. it's a little phallic, but like the Teddy. Yeah, the wow. male Teddy. Does Not that mean Morgan, you've got? I forget what his name. Daddy issues. <laughs> daddy issues. Because <laughs> you want to be hungry. Maybe. Or like maybe you're into bears. Maybe I am. Yeah. Without even realizing, mm. I don't know. But that. But I feel I get that. There's a so, gay man that lives inside you. Po- probably. <laughs> so then, how old were you when you were crushing on Eric from The Little Mermaid? Oh, uh, pretty young. I remember definitely liking him when I was in kindy. So it's like four, five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like before that. All of them. The Beast. Yeah. What's John Smith? That is named from Pocahontas. Oh, yeah, the blonde. Not very many. I think he's one of the very few blonde male yeah. hot guys in yeah. any Disney movie. Niche. The, yeah. Yeah, niche. Yeah, niche. But then, like, but then <laughs> the beast, when he turns into a prince, he's got long blonde hair too. So maybe I'm just, like, subconsciously marking myself after these, like, As in princes. what you look like now. Yeah, like, I've got You're long 100%, blonde hair. 100% yeah. you are. I was looking, Although, I'm like, you look like a Disney gym. prince. Mm-hmm. But no one's taking a their really clothes Greek off on. One. No one's taking their clothes off on Disney. 
So it's fine. They should. The illusion is there. It works. Yeah. Don't fair. worry about the gym. God, do you think okay. were hot, weren't they? They Who was? So they hot. were hot. They're just so all of them. Hot. Princes. Well, just all, all, the, all of them. Um, well, just all of them. Mm. Yeah. They're all hot. Yeah. Okay, so, so then your mum just starts calling you Prince from that. She was calling me her Prince Charming, yeah. And then when I got... I never really drank in school. I was like the total person that held all the girls' hair back and made sure that the boys stayed away and like was responsible until... Late year 11, I was like 17 and then I'd purely drink vodka <laughs> and I'd walk around in this bad Russian accent and like Prince was already kind of around, but then people would call me the Prince because the I would Prince. like, uh, they would call me the Prince of Russia. So I was like... Oh my God. Yeah. I love that it was still the same nickname, but it took on this complete otherness from like cute Prince Charming Disney yeah. and then it goes to like cheap ass vodka. Yeah. And then I joined Instagram really, really late and like all social media and Christian Wilkins was taken. So everyone was like, just be the prince. And I was like, sure. And then it became this like big thing of its own. And now I feel like it's so wanky. Well, it is because the Daily Mail like refer to you as the actual prince. And I'm like, I don't actually like, and now like my friends call me that, but it's like taking the piss. I'm like, I'm in on the joke. Like it's stupid. I get that. But Glenda from the Western suburbs is not. Yeah. She thinks you're totally Taking yourself seriously mm-hmm. doesn't. No, get on board. I think. I love yeah, when they're like, "Who is this? Yeah. Like, why are you here?" And I'm like, "Well, you're the one that clicked on the article, read yeah. the article, and now commenting. Shut so up, you clearly Wanda. care." Get back to work. Also, <laughs> can we can we can we go back to when you said you didn't drink until later? Mm. What what was it that? Because I suppose when you're younger, you kind of just want to fit in as a younger person, right? Or you or are you? Is my question. I. I mean, I always struggled a little bit with self-confidence, but for the most part, well, for my self-esteem, I should say. And because I had slightly low self-esteem, my confidence was really high, I guess, because mm. it kind of was as a, a mask. Yes. Um, and then it sort of became the real thing as my as my self-esteem did grow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I was always had a pretty good sense of self. My parents and my friends and my school were always really, really... Um, great and responsive Mm. to who I was and Mm. to my sexuality and I would walk around the school singing falsetto and like I had my blazer tailored to me and I'd wear patent leather shoes and like no one cared Mm. um do you think it was easier for you and I don't mean to put you in this box but do you think it was and I also don't really want to use the word easier but just for the sake of asking this question um no it is easier but I just think I, I don't think some things are easy and hard necessarily but I'm interested to know because that I suppose that understanding of camp behavior is the way a lot of people understand gays to be Mm. and gay men, gay women, they've got these kinds of stereotypes. Do you think that if somebody was less camp than that, they found it a bit harder because it's almost like I feel from my understanding watching watching people uh, accept gays at a young age it seems to be the more camp you are, the more they understand how it yeah, works. Does that make sense? I definitely think when you're younger, it's very much easier for older people to understand you if you are quite flamboyant. And but committed, I, yeah. I, even, I ran into a friend of mine. Um, at, I mean, we weren't even really that close at school. I had no idea that he was gay at the time. Mm-hmm. He wasn't out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of was talking to me and he was like, I used to so envy you because yeah, at school right. you were kind just... kind of what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were so happy with like who you were and everyone. And he's like, I would see how much everyone accepted you. And mm-hmm. he was like, and I 
never felt as though they wouldn't accept me, but he was like, I needed to first accept me. It was something that I was fighting. Right. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah, because I think, and I that's what I meant by it's not easier. I don't think... No, you know, I, I, I but, knew what you meant. But there yeah. is this kind of vibe, I suppose, that is almost like people like to put everybody in a box and yeah. it makes them feel... It's like women. It's the same deal with whatever mm. box everybody's trying to put you in. But the second you dance out of the box a bit, everybody's I don't like, know. I, I always know find it a shame when girls are like, oh, he's so nice, like blah, 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 but maybe he's gay. I'm like, oh, he's a nice guy. Mm. Like, why are nice guys automatically gay? Like, sure, he might be gay. But and like, there are plenty mm. of gay pricks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, take it from me. You're looking at one. <laughs> Talking. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's all straight, straight, straight. She's saying, "Oh, so if he's perfect, he must be. He must be gay. It's bizarre." What do you mean, like in, in terms of like because they're not attracted to the, like why do you think that they well, there's femme uh, to be nice and kind is like a femme oh as yeah. in like he's yeah. too nice too good to be true yeah. to actually be straight. yeah or like you know like when they go like i've had a girlfriend like go out on a date and she mm. was like oh you know like he just gave me a peck on the cheek like he opened up the door like blah 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 like maybe he's not interested ah. maybe he's gay and i was like or oh, maybe he's just re- being yeah. respectful but isn't that's quite sad isn't it when you go absolutely. there's somebody that's respectful absolutely he must not be wanting to yeah. like engage with me it's physically de- it's devastating because, no yeah. but it is but it, there's this expectation that there must be some kind of element of I don't know grossness or something if it means that you're yeah you're no, into totally. somebody or you're straight and being respected yeah. I think that's the big yeah. one being yeah. respected is a question of someone's sexuality yeah oh, totally. that's so ridiculous I know. <laughs> it's a sad it's a sad sad uh year we find ourselves in sad place yeah 2018 I, for you i, w- I want to know like growing up as you say as a as a young as a young prince um <laughs> as you say you were like i was kind of had a good sense of self like you know your your parents your mates you know people at school that kind of vibe what was it like did you have a different experience growing up having a, um, a family member and a dad that was famous or that people knew his name or was that kind of like just i don't know part of part of you so then everybody else around you kind of understood that too yeah now looking back i can see that it was different at the time Mm. like my dad's been in the industry for 31 years now and i'm only 23 so Mm. like my whole life yeah yeah. um, that's the only thing that i ever knew so i never really understood it and i used to always find it really and this again sounds a bit wanky but like we'd be in year seven or eight and beyonce or kylie or someone would come out and i'd be like to a girlfriend do you want to come mm. to the concert and they're like this is my first concert and I was like huh it's your normal yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. what are you talking about I went to two concerts last week and one like three months before yeah. that like and it took me a little while to realise that these sort of weren't necessarily experiences that everyone else had but then once I did realise that it made me even more grateful mm. for it that's lovely mm. and where does that come from because I don't is that from your parents? Is Did that come yeah, well, from an innate My parents sense broke of- up when I was 18 months old and I lived with my mum for pretty much the whole beginning of my life. And she always made sure that um, I, I was appreciative of these things. And she was like, you know, people don't get to go to Disneyland mm-hmm. and, and you need to appreciate that and you need to be grateful for that. And you need to... She was always the one that, you know, I was had to be at school on time. It didn't, didn't matter if I was at a concert or at something. And if, mm. if there was a big premiere and someone was in town that I really liked, if I wanted to go, I need to do my homework. There was no two ways about it. Mm. And I couldn't skip school to do this. And and 
I feel like I've painted her as like this really kind of grouchy person, but she no, wasn't no, no, no. at all. No, and she just had boundaries. Well, I'm yeah. just, she kept me really grounded, which I'm really mm. appreciative for because I think in this industry, there are so many people with their heads stuck up their butts. So I'm glad that. And it's different as well. Your, your dad's not just on TV. He's the one that big celebrities see when they mm. get here, you know? So it's like Australia also, it's one thing to be on television, but then it's another thing to be the, the person that is the connector for international celebrities. And so I think there's a there's a, a way for you to go to school and brag. Yeah, It'd well, I mean, I, if... love him or hate him, I think his, like, recognisability, is that mm. something that's yeah, called, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, is, is quite high, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I love them both. They're both fucking champs. And so did they get, yeah, did they get along? Um, I mean, they obviously got along when they were married. Um, <laughs> I they're... mean, it does, that job doesn't always work until they, way, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> until they did Just because you're married doesn't mean you get along. <laughs> and also, until they oh, got yeah. divorced. Yeah, <laughs> I... Well, I mean, again, when I they broke up when I was so young, so yeah, I don't yeah. really remember there being a lot of animosity. I, I remember that they weren't best friends, but mm. now they were both over um, having drinks at my place on Sunday. We're all celebrating Christmas together. Mm. You know, they, very early to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, no, no, no. I had a um, I had a podcast launch party of my own on Sunday, so oh, they yes, were both congrats. there. And then, um, yeah, this Christmas they're coming together so okay oh good i was yeah. like we celebrated christmas yeah, in november wow. and so happening? when October. so you've had the two houses for your whole life like yep. that's your so we would have friday nights it would we'd finish like kind of getting home from school getting changed and like the beep beep like that's i just remember that yeah. because my dad would come and get us and it was friday nights and that's it then we go back home on saturday did you have a system or um, how did it, it work with you guys of, it was every second weekend and then occasionally through the week but dad mm-hmm. obviously travels so much so mm. that's kind of what it was set as but sometimes it would be every weekend or sometimes it would be a whole week and um like you know i think legally that's what it was described as but it was really very you know their priority was me Mm. and um they just kind of let me figure it out and if i wanted to go to dad's if there was something going on or if i wanted to be at mom's if someone was in town it seems like that is a a bit of a theme though in the way that you were raised by both parents though like that encouragement to be like what are your thoughts or how do you feel about Mm. this or what's your opinion because i i think that would probably be more rare than common to be honest in terms of the way children are kind of treated not to say you're treated badly or, or any by any description but i think often it's like well you're a kid you don't know what you want yeah but i always I get, felt very respected by say, both my parents i get this sense that your opinion was encouraged yeah it definitely was and i think um long term that's actually been a really positive thing because as i said you know i never kind of lashed out i never felt the need to sort of sneak out or do mm. anything because if i sort of came to my parents and i was like there's this going on you know and i want to do this and sure you can pick me up like i, I promise that you can do whatever you know um because they respected me, I really respected them. Mm-hmm. So there's no need to kind of mm. have tension. Yeah. So then, so then, growing up, was there, you know, um, something in the back of your mind where you know how often you thought you you're asked when you're younger, and I don't know if there would be more added pressure or more questions around like, what do you want to do when you're older? Um, was there ever a sense of seeing your dad and what he does and then going, that's a world that I'm intrigued by and have lived in. It seems to be part of who I am and what I do. So that seems to be a no-brainer to kind of play in that space when Yeah, I mean, that was always. uh, My first, um, like, sort of acting, singing, dancing lesson, I joined Brent Street and (laughs) kicked performance when I was four years old. Oh, amazing. Did you really? Yeah, that was just something that I was, like, immediately interested in. And I loved the whole thing. I loved going and seeing my dad work and and I just lapped it up. That's so much a part of your 
upbringing and your yep. life that it's not that much of a thing to be like, I think I want to make it in the biz and follow my dad's footsteps because it's not even that. It's just part of your yeah. journey. And you're, you're kind of following where your life is as Yeah, well, as it's, it's definitely um, just sort of known behaviour. A few years ago, my dad had a big ball for his 30 years at Channel 9, for his 25 years at Channel 9. And um, we raised money for Down Syndrome Australia because my eldest brother has Downs. And um, it, we had this massive big ball that Nicole Kidman was at, um, Keith Urban, Delta, Seal, Nicole Ritchie, and I hosted the whole thing to a thousand people. And everyone beforehand was like, are you nervous? Are you nervous? And I was like, I've literally watched the best in the business for the past 18 years or however long ago it was. You know, like, I'm not nervous at all. Like, I know yeah. how to do this. Yeah, yeah. And so when you, when did you start feeling like you could do it and then start doing it? Do you know what I mean? Like, so there's this kind of idea of my dad can do that. I watch it. You consume so much, not just from any parent, but then from being around environments that I think a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to hack into. Yeah. And you kind of are walking as a kid through TV studios. Um, but when did that idea of, okay, this is in within my reach start to happen where you would actually get on stage and start emceeing like was there a time yeah I mean when I was five years old I reviewed the first Harry Potter film for the Today Show I went up to the Gold Coast and we did this whole thing and I remember being so scared but then the next year when the next one came out and they're like would you be interested in doing it again I was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) sure where are we going? The Gold Coast? And they're like, no, no, it's at George Street. I'm like, yep, the Gold Here's Coast. Here's my freaking flyer. Here's my freaking flyer. business bitch. Yeah. <laughs> A1 would be preferable. Um, yeah, and, you know, ever since there, it just grew and it grew. And I, at my school, we did a school musical every year. I was always, I was captain of theatre at my school. It yeah. was always something that I was so involved in. I loved any opportunity I could get mm. up and and perform. Mm. I think that's so cool because I think it can either go one of two ways because I look at the way um, this, uh, even my my younger brother, who's a fair bit younger than me, but my dad being so into footy, footy player, yeah, like almost shoving that in his face and it was such a thing where it was like there's me, my sister and then my brother and my dad was like, like stereotypical Aussie hard nut kind of exterior. He's like, we, I would have kept having, he really badly wanted to have a son. Yeah. So he could play footy. Of course, he shoved a football so far down my brother's throat. My brother wants nothing to do with football. Thank you. Nothing. Zero. And not probably even less than me. I'm like, I'll pretend to kind of watch the grand final on telly. Yeah. He's Woo. like, sleeps. Go <laughs> team. Not yeah. even. But not Go even. You. But as a little kid, I remember watching him at Auskick and he was like, had a crazy imagination. He'd be playing with the blades of grass, like pretending they were characters, like, wee. I love that. And dad would be like, yeah. You're like, would be bribing <laughs> him. You. He'd be bribing him. So I think, so not only were you surrounded by it, there was obviously an energy where it's like, you yeah. can tap into this if you want, yeah. but if you have zero interest in this and want to be a scientist. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, my dad you... has five children. I'm really the only one that's kind of, my elder brother, he's an editor, but um, yeah, I'm really the only one that kind of has an interest in yeah, being a part okay. of Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Okay, I want to talk about your five, your million siblings. Mm -hmm. How does that work exactly? Um, well, when a man and a dad, woman love each but do you other all very give much. Your dad, <laughs> do you all give your dad grief about his a million kids? You're the youngest though, aren't you? Second youngest. Because okay, yeah. my uncle has, I think he had three marriages, different kids in each, and we just give it to him. Not in a nasty way, but just in a, I don't know, it's just that they've just got this really lovely bond that's very unique to them. Like yeah. we've all got our families, but they're, they're just, I don't know, it's really quite... Um, it's different. I've got half brothers too, a brother. But yeah, in particular, because they all come from, there's a lot of them coming from different families. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely very interesting. We've always been, what I've really loved about our families, we've never called each other half brothers or sisters. We've mm. always just, this is my sister. I don't get that either. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's always just been <clears throat> this weird blended mix and that's all we've ever known and mm. we love it i mean organizing christmas is sometimes a little difficult well, what happens well we decided this year we're actually all spending it together <laughs> all ex-wives and everyone's coming wow, together and it's just amazing. gonna be great but um and is that the first time that's happened second time second time yeah but usually what we do is we sort of decided a little while ago that the date really doesn't matter it's the sort mm. of spirit of christmas mm. it's the idea of coming together so we just pick a date two or three days out and mm. just make sure that we were all there, wake up together, do our presents. You've just launched a podcast and we've just, just spoken about um, I, essentially you feeling really comfortable in the industry and and it definitely being a part of you, essentially. Yeah. I, I feel in such a good place this year. You know, the, the second half of this year and on towards 2019, I know this sounds bad, so you're going to need to let me explain it, but I'm okay. like, 2019 is the year of being selfish. Mm. And not in like a bad way, like, fuck you, I'm all about me. But like, do things that make you happy. And most of the time, being with family and being with friends and making sure they're happy is also what makes you happy, mm. working together as a community. But that's that's really what I've been focusing on. It's like myself and, and building these great relationships and doing things that I feel really empowered by. So I'm curious to know, up until the this point... Would you say you hadn't been a selfish person? Like, have you had to not learn it the hard way, but have there been things where you have to really remind yourself, no, you, Christian, you need to do this for you because that in turn will make everyone else happy? Yeah, I, I think that up until this point, you know, I would sort of put forward an idea and it might get knocked back and I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'll come up with my next idea and then troop along and sort of... And, just, and what kind of ideas? Like, give us an idea of what you would... Say what, like, what are you pitching? What are you dreaming about? Say it about? was like a, a podcast. I mm-hmm. was working on a podcast late last year, um, and there was just so much back and forth with it, and mm. it got pushed to a place where I really wasn't happy with it, mm. and I sort of just accepted that that's what it would be, because I'd never done a podcast before, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I guess this is probably what happens. And Andy, who I was doing the podcast with, was like, no, no, no. Like, 
stand up for yourself. And as soon as I did, I was like, oh my God, I feel amazing. Mm. Because now I've sort of, and sure that sort of part of it fell apart a bit, but I was like, you know what? I haven't compromised my integrity. Mm. I haven't compromised who I am Mm. as a person. That feels great. And I think sometimes we think that our gut isn't the highest source. And I know we talk about it all the time. And I certainly plug this point about following intuition and it's being a bit of an action. You need to work at it. It's not a thing that just comes and it writes a letter. This is the sign. But at the same time, when you're still learning things or you're stepping into environments where you may not be familiar with, like say it's your first podcast and you don't know that it's right or wrong, but you have a gut feeling that's telling you it's not right. So So quickly we are to take the other option as yeah. what we believe because you don't know but often even if it was your eighth podcast like what i'm trying to say is i don't really think there's ever a time where experience and time in industries or time in situations is going to ever outweigh your gut yeah but we keep thinking it does yeah. because we have to have all of these runs on the board to be able to follow it mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I completely agree. And it's just, you know, I think that that's what people really need to focus on. It's just mm. sort of making sure that y- you trust yourself and you know what's good for you mm. and just being happy, like focus on that. Mm. Mm. So then if you were to write, some, you know, your occupation down on a passport form, which is a weird thing for a lot of people to is do, especially creatives. So, like... Because like, we even ask what well, Gretel Colleen, she writes, but business owner or... I wrote down Something one like time that. really jokingly, I had a nighttime flight and me and some girlfriends went out for a couple of drinks mm. and they took me to the airport and we we're filling it out. And they're like, what are you going to write your op- occupation? I was, wrote supermodel. And I went to LA and I was just going there to visit a girlfriend who moved over <laughs> there. And they're like, so you're working here? And I was like, no, what, why, what, huh? And they're like, well, you're a model. So are you going to go to castings? Are you going to do this? And I was like, one, oh, look no. at me. Like, <laughs> no. No, um, you could, you're a beautiful specimen. I don't know person. if that's true. Um, especially over in LA. Um, Take it on the chin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I've got a good idea of where I sit in the grand scheme. But like, L- yeah, sure. Um, and they were like, really like hounding down on me. And I was like, shit. Like, I'm How'd you joking. get out of that? I was just like, I was kidding. I was a bit pissed. Like, <laughs> I was gearing up. So, so we go. So you're at the podcast place, and and there's there's this kind of energy about you that is feeling grounded in what you want to create. Yeah, and just sort of you know taking. I know it sounds stupid again, but like I feel like for so long I just really got into the distractions of life. Mm. And then I was like, no, like I need to write that email. And sure, it's like a ten second email, but you so often think, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Like Mm. even though it's going to take literally no time at all but then like just flicking off that one email having someone reply to you booking that meeting going in there like Mm. you know just taking opportunities when they arise Mm. why do you reckon it is that you like did you avoid it did you put it off for fear of what i think i think yeah i had a big fear of failure and i had a big sort of um for a long time, like imposter syndrome, we we're talking about it before, but mm. um, where I just was sort of like, oh, I don't know if I really deserve it because, you know, my dad's done this and I, I don't want to just be getting this because mm. of that. And then it kind of got to the point where I was like, no, like, sure, because of my dad being in this industry, it might get me that meeting. But if I'm shit in that meeting, they mm. don't think I'm funny and they don't think I've well, got the cred for the job. I'm not yeah. going to get it anyway. And two things. Even if your dad was a plumber, there's a good chance you were coming out like this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, there's plenty of guys that are creative and 
want to be in the entertainment space that don't have dads. And I know that that's not your experience, but I also feel like some people are creative and it's a shame, you know, it would be a shame for you not to follow through that because of all of that crap, you know, yeah. that you get into your head. Yeah, I so I so often get into my head and get, mm. like, anxious about things. Even driving here, I was, like, 10 minutes late here and the whole time I was like, go, go, go. Like, and I was, like, breaking out and, like, itching. Like, I get so anxious around these stupid things. But then just kind of reminding myself, like, you got this. Like, yeah. you can pull through. And, like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work yeah. out. Meanwhile, we hadn't even checked the time as Sosa's on the toilet when you rocked up. <laughs> Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. You were like, I'm so exactly. sorry. I literally, in my mind, I was like... Why? <laughs> Why are you sorry? <laughs> so, like, moving into 2019, you're, you're feeling like you're in this good place where you know yourself better than you ever have before. Yeah. I mean, do you have, without it, you know, being like this dream board and this is what my... Or maybe you do, I don't know. Like, is there something that you go, I would like to be happy and fulfilled? And I don't even mean achieve this job tick. But, like, wh- where is the place that you see yourself as being content? That's so interesting that you choose that word. Whenever I talk to my psychologist and she's like, what's the word that you feel you will feel once you sort of complete mm. everything? I'm like, content. That's mm. that's honestly how I feel. But um, I don't know if you can feel truly content in your 20s. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, sorry to break it, you guys. Oh, I just feel like it's And I'm bitch. happy not to... And I think it's but, really important to be realistic on that. As but, content as you can be. Yeah, though. working towards yeah. something is yeah, always what... that's right. Yeah, I think that's something I realized recently as well. Like, even just working towards something makes you feel good. Yeah. But um, I've always wanted to act. I've always wanted to present. Um, doing more of that is just what I absolutely love. And sort of reaching out. I work at Channel 9 doing social media. I'm a social media producer there. And even just reaching out to them and doing things like last year, and I'm doing again this year, taking over the Channel 9 Instagram account for the Arias. And, mm-hmm. like, interviewing people from the red carpet. Yeah. Just small things like that. They're working towards my goal. And sure, it might not be this big payday where they're like, here's your late night TV show. Yeah. Or here's this big film that you're doing. But it's still something, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the little pillars that make me feel happy and make, you know, other people feel happy in their own sort of way. I think I, it's so yeah. important, though. And I think that can be... But I think that that concept and that idea can be not just in the entertainment industry, but in any kind of industry. Yeah. I think we often get stuck in this place where it's like, well, if it's not perfect and it's not A plus, then I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. And I can't tell people this little win because that needs to be the big win. And if it's not completely rounded and yeah. you know the the big thing, then it's not worth doing. Yeah. So I think that's an important point, and I think. You're onto something of realising that pretty young too, to know that there are all little bits that all add up to a big bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's never, as you said, like there's never going to come a point where you're like, yes, like that's it. That's done. You know, even if you got, even if I had a phone call tomorrow and they're like, you are the lead in this new amazing film and it's against this person and it's fantastic. As soon as that film's done, then you're like, well, now what? Mm. And it's very hard to get contentment from work. I think you find it in other parts of your personal life. But I think work's tricky because it offers that ambition and a little bit of a, not aggression, but there's a bit of mongrel in everybody that wants to get to the next thing. So it's very hard for you to sit, sit in it. But it's interesting because I think often that question comes really naturally in an interview or even in a conversation at a bar where it's like, what do you aspire to? What do you want to be? Like, because I think it gives everybody this clarity 
on where they put you a bit yeah. and we're so uncomfortable by someone not being able to answer that as clearly as we'd like it so we can understand who you are by as, a dream. It's such a strange question because it's as though it's that easy to answer. Like, who are we? What do we aspire to? Like, and who are we going to be in five years? Yeah. But yet I think so many of us live our life trying to figure that out to answer that question mm. and not even really being that concerned or sure that they even want to be doing half the stuff. But I think we're so focused on being able to answer the question, whether we ask ourselves or someone else is asking yep. us, mm. as opposed to actually just concentrating on the little bits. Absolutely. I yeah. feel like sometimes you need to live up to your answer sometimes. Yeah. Like, what the, I, I feel like the minute you answer, I want to do X, then you're like, oh, there's an expectation now that I have on myself to be X. Mm. I think I, that's not a bad thing, though, because I put, like, speaker on my Instagram handle this year, on my bio, mm. because I want to start doing talks next year. Yeah. And, you know, TED stuff or even just more, just bigger kind of long-winded talks. But I haven't done one yet. But I think there's a good thing about there's a good healthy level to some degree of being able to put it out. I'm a very visual person, so I find I I I write a lot of stuff, I draw a lot of stuff, and then I'm like, okay, well now I've got yeah, yeah. you can see in this room everything has to be put up. I have Mm. to be able to see it. Mm. Yeah, Mm. but it is interesting that reaction that you get when you're not able to answer in a clear, concise way. Yeah, I went on a date. It's been a little while since I've been on a date, but the last one I went on date that I went on I he said what are you doing I said oh different bits and pieces blah blah he said what's the end game where are you going what's the plan and I said I don't really it's probably the first time I've actually been honest and said you know what I don't so I don't really have one I guess there's things I'd like to do but there's not one clear thing that I can say tick and his reaction was really oh like (laughs) are you a loser but there was that but there's that kind of oh well and he's like, oh, well, this is my plan. In five years, I want to ABCDE. So it's interesting people's reactions. Mm. We're I kind of told that unless you have this clear idea, then you don't have any. I th- this happened to me on the weekend because I went back to Melbourne. I'm from Melbourne. So you don't see everybody all the time. And as we were talking about before, we were on radio and then we weren't. So you don't see them all the time. So th- these questions come very yep. quickly. But it, I think a lot of that, the answer is actually about yourself. And how comfortable you are within your own answer for you. Yeah. Because my mate was saying, what's happening? And I kind of went, you know what? Uh, I don't really know. Like this, 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 and this. And then for the next half an hour watching television, I was playing it in my head. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know, you don't know. And that's my stuff. Yeah. He's just asked a fucking question. Yeah. So it's kind of a two-way street. But for a while there... Because you had these my this I guess some form of comfortability sitting in the moments was there a, was there a struggle for you to be able to call yourself something or be something where you felt like you needed to yeah I definitely okay. felt lost for a very long time um, I feel like the first couple of years when I came out of school I almost expected something to just happen mm. um, I felt like you know I had all these friends in this industry and I'd watch dad do all this stuff in this industry so something surely would come up no. mm. um, and it didn't because of course it doesn't mm. um, and it kind of took me a little while to be like oh like you, you do actually really need to mm. work for it and nothing is just going to get handed to you 
and no matter who you are exactly yeah. how good of an answer like that though like not that I think you deserve a medal but I do think it is a good thing to after such a short amount of time because as you say you're only 23 like to I think some people might get to their mid-30s and look back at it that time and go shit I really was kind of had this expectation of the world owing me something because yeah. of XYZ can you give everybody an idea of where to find your podcast please um, Radical Fashionism is the name of it you can follow us on Instagram or just search on the podcast I like literally didn't even know until I released a podcast that we've all got a podcast app. Yes, yeah. Like that was mind blown. Yeah, or iTunes that's or like very frustrating for us. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean but I reminder. feel like I feel like half of our jobs is to educate people on what a fucking podcast is. Yeah. Like oh, that. It's, it's everyone's just... been saying to my to me, like, does your dad like it? I'm like, my dad doesn't know what one is, let alone how to listen to it. So. Oh, he's got to be the entertainment guru. He's got to be across all aspects. He's like, I, I just keep being like, it's a radio show. But you can like, listen on to your when phone, you want. On your phone. Yeah. Like, it's there constantly. And he's like, hmm? <laughs> what frequency? And I'm like, no doubt. Okay. This has been delightful. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Christian. Hi there, this is uh, the end of a chat, which we don't usually come back from, but we wanted to remind you that this week we open our live oh, show girl. tour. Oh, Yes, Adelaide is the 7th of December. We are then in Melbourne on the 8th of December. Then we head to Brisbane on the 13th of December and we finish up in Sydney on the 14th, 15th of December and Brisbane's actually the 14th. Yeah, so 14, 15. Yeah. So basically yeah. the Friday and Saturday of that weekend and the Friday and Saturday of the following. Yeah, yeah. The thinkergirls.com.au is where you want to find the accurate dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all the ticket info. There are two different um, tiers that you can buy. Get your friends involved. We'd really love to see for nothing more than just a Christmas cheers. Yes, yes, yes. Goodbye 2018, you fucking asshole. <laughs> see you then, guys. This podcast is presented by Stacey June and Christy Mercer. It's also produced by me, Stacey June, and produced and edited by Jordan Lott. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.